It's life on life's terms. Awesome. Do you appreciate them? Yes. Uh, my name is Chris Mandeville. I am a recovered heroin addict. Um, yeah, we are, me too. Yeah. <laughs> we're here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Um, if you're in the South Shore area, Quincy area, and you're looking for resources, meetings, they have lots of them every day. It's um, a great place. You can come here, Grateful use computers. Uh, if you need to talk to somebody, there's people here all day uh and they are very gracious to let us use the space for this podcast um so tonight we are having a discussion um and we have uh jennifer haley who is we put up a post the other day looking for guests and she reached out to us um so and she asked if we would be willing to discuss safe injection sites, and we're willing to discuss anything. Yeah, anything. And we also have about? Derek Lawson, who's a previous guest um, on our podcast. You can go back and look through him. Uh, Thank you so much for coming back on, Derek. Yeah, do we have? We were live when you were here, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so yeah, you right. can watch it or you can listen to it at lolterms.com. Like, subscribe, share, please. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to hear a little bit about how jennifer got into what she's into well and let's get let's get yeah. a, let's let's what get would, it out in the front out front right away so you're pretty I, much an advocate i am an advocate okay. definitely it, all right it took me a long time to get to this point in my life uh 13 years um and if you would ask me this question 13 years ago where do you stand on safe injection sites or safe consumption sites i would have said heck no there's right. th- we don't want them we don't want yeah. them but over the last 13 years, after going through um, a recovery with my son, um, losing my grandson's mother, losing my grandson's auntie, and having a best friend, one of my son's best friends sitting in a nursing home, um, and also my own story of where I was going through some surgeries and put through a pain clinic, and recognized that my head's telling me one thing, because I had been in healthcare for so long. Right, so you... You know, like like in the post, you've been in healthcare over twenty years, right? And and my body's telling me though something's very wrong here, Jen. You know, mm. something's not good. So I had to take a long time and take a step back and look at what was going on in my life, and that's kind of how I've come to the point where. So, so what you're talking about, your body, you're saying withdrawals. Withdrawals, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think people understood the power that these pills, these opioids, had over people. And and you told us a little bit before we started they had you on, on oh, benzos and yep i was among on other things i had two failed back surgeries and so it, it, they failed what can you do you know upper and lower they had me go to a pain center um they had prescribed me benzos they had prescribed me oxycodone and fentanyl and that's a deadly combination right a very deadly combination that we didn't know about back then right did not know Fair um, to say, if you were walking out of a pharmacy today, they would be like, um, hold, "Hold on, on. <laughs> let me let me make a phone call." Right. You know, you which hope. is which is yes, we hope we hope yeah. that they would, um, but that's only because of people talking, of people saying, you know, discussing right. this, doing what we're doing here, right. advocating and 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 getting the word out there. Like benzos and opioids do not mix. No, they're. Yeah. They're deadly. A deadly combination. Yeah. Deadly. And that's how people end up um, having repercussions like a stroke if they try to detox from themselves from it, which I do have an example of that happened to a dear friend of my son's. Um, myself, when all this was going on, I actually left the state of Massachusetts for a full year and locked mm-hmm. myself in a friend's basement. And, and I detoxed myself, and I look at it now going, God. I'm lucky I'm alive. Mm. And you did this uh, as someone who works in healthcare. Yeah, I was. I was. I was so stigmatized. Mm. People. I mean, back in the early 2000s, 2000, mid 2000s. Let me say 2006, seven, eight, nine. People didn't understand. It was all about you can control it. Your mind can control it. And I honestly believed it could. Oh yeah, willpower. Just 
just stop doing it. You just can't. stop doing it. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> right. And so for everybody that's out there that thinks that it's easy for an addict to just say, I'll stop doing it, just say no. Sorry, we're in a new age now. Fentanyl's here, car fentanyl's here, and I, I'm here to tell you it's not the way your body's going to work. You're going right. to OD if you try to do it by yourself. Right. Uh, well, hold. Okay. Well, this is the, you know, <laughs> that's true, um, and 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 it's an interesting crack into the the subject. But let's check in with Derek. Derek, what have you been up to since last you've been on on the uh, show? Oh, you know, um, working like a madman as usual. Yeah. So you got into working in treatment, but but yeah, you you changed careers, correct? Right. Yeah. So I got out of the trades mm-hmm. and I went back to recovery coaching. Uh, well. I didn't do it prior. I was doing behavioral tech work um, prior. Mm-hmm. Now I do recovery coaching for dual diagnosis patients. Mm-hmm. I'm a recovery specialist for another place here in Quincy. Um, I did a little outreach and development there for a while. Yep. Um, I'm kind of out of that at the moment. And so that's that's hard work. People don't realize outreach and like just just trying to get the business of getting the treatment, get the 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 help out there. Like you're running around. All the time, but <clears throat> all, all the, time. the time, and especially mm. depends on the market level that you're working with. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's state insurance, or, you know, HMO plans, PPI network mm-hmm. policies, right, oh, that's stuff. a whole different animal. Yeah, yep. you know, um, especially in a place like Massachusetts where there's a lot of treatment options for PPO policies, and there's a lot of treatment options for state insurance policies. Right, but there's not a lot of treatment options for HMO policies. Right, and especially aftercare for HMO policies, there's a big lack of. Right, that's um, a great point. really, that's an awesome point. That's exactly what we experienced with my son. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I did Medicaid expansion for the state, so I'm very versed in that. And you're absolutely right. That's right. A, it's still an issue, a big issue. Yeah. H- HMO. Uh, now, what, what's the difference? So HMO being in-network means that there's a list of providers that your insurance company is willing to work with. Oh, right. right? So yeah. you have to stay within that list of providers, right? So, if, you, okay. for example, if I have a Blue Cross Blue Shield HMO policy, that means I have to go somewhere that accepts in-network policies, and that's the only place I can go to. How does where as to where compared to an out-of-network policy, I can pretty much go wherever I want, mm-hmm. you, you know? Um, and the level of care and the level of treatment is much different yeah. in that as well. You know, um, most of your nice facilities are out of network policies, right. you know, and a lot of the nicer facilities uh, across the, the majority are out of network only policies. Right. So at a maximum, I mean, they might have some scholarship beds, which are required to by law, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if, for example, if I have a, a client who is in need of treatment for, let's say inpatient or detox and, they have an out-of-network policy. There's no, almost no trouble in place in that. Right. It's not a difficult thing to find. Mm-hmm. Now, as to where if I, someone else calls me, uh, you know, I have mass health, you know, and I need detox. Also, not a difficult thing to make happen, you know, as long as the bed's available. Right. You, you know, um, now when someone calls me with an HMO policy, it's a different story because now I have to find a treatment center that either accepts in and out-of-network. Right. Or just out-of-network. There are some, but not a lot that just do out or in network. Excuse and, me. And then you're dealing with a funding issue too on the yep. family that falls on the family because when they go out of network, there's going to be a large deductible or out of pocket or something they're going to have to pay. Yep. Yeah. If it's not already paid right in advance. Right. You know. Right. Right. Um, you know the business and the the business of getting people sober. It's it's interesting and it's a big business yeah, now. The, I the, I heard a statement the other day. And it, I, it saddened me. Instead of big pharma, it was big recovery. Yeah. Ugh. And I was like, oh. And it, hearing that, I understood. Right. Uh, because there's, I, I say it all the time, there is no money in curing anything. There's money in mm. treating it over That's and right. over and over. And, See, they, and like the most there's people that want that to happen. The most successful treatment of all time is self-supporting through our own contributions. Yeah, yeah, period. right, right. But but not on paper. Not on paper. Yeah. Because it, you people have, will argue about you that. You can't have statistics with with addicts. And this is what I, this is this is what this is what I how I feel. You look at a statistic of an addict. How many times did he come in and out? You can't take a survey. Because if I both was, excuse me, <laughs> my mouth was moving when I was using, 
I was lying. Right, right. <laughs> so take that to your survey and your statistics, and you're talking about a false statistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I would go to meetings, and I would be high as a kite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that also comes back to a point, right? Like, if we're going to talk in the 12-step correspondence, right? Like, the 12-steps are designed for a particular type of individual, mm-hmm. right? The, yes, the that's true. The breed that the 12-steps is made to work for, it states in the beginning of that process correct you know that's right so then you have just as many other people who aren't of that variety doesn't make their problem any less significant right, right? any right. less that's a great point and need to be treated you, you know what i mean and, and, and that's the point. thing they could just have this physical thing yeah, yeah. and once and it talks about that as well yeah. once yep. that's broken they're okay exactly yeah and that's true so they need those same types of options available to them as well right? don't, don't get me wrong though i was not just come to aa and be good i was nine months in treatment and then intensive you know aftercare in the treatment and then a yeah yeah sober living sober living you know community yeah you know whole change of life right but like you say uh certain individuals um you know have not as bad a problem as maybe as i had or they could be just like you said with the physical thing and uh but the thing is you dabble Sometimes you die nowadays. Right, right, right. And I, and I guess that's where I kind of came out in thinking about this whole thing over 13 years. It's like, what else can be done? How mm. do you capture those people that are on the margins? Mm. How, how do you engage them to help them, to get them to build a rapport with someone, just in, to get them into treatment? And I think, I think we're missing an opportunity here. If you look at um, Canada, mm-hmm. Insight, you look at um, different places – Around the globe, I think there's maybe, I want to say 30 injection sites. I'm not positive if it's 30. But they're making progress out there. And the way that you do it is when you guys went into to rehab, didn't mm-hmm. somebody have to build a rapport with you? To a, yeah. And you had yeah. to be really, you just wanted it over, right? But yeah. someone had to kind of guide you there, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, the the... Brockton police guided me there. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're always helpful in putting that foot yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, that's funny, but that's a good point. Now, it is. And, and a lot, a lot of the, the, the people, the, the uh, people who, who start talking about safe injection sites, they're also talking about decriminalization. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sure. And legalization of you other know, things. Decriminal. I can't talk today. Decriminalization. Is uh is an interesting thing. However, I don't think it would have helped me. Uh, you know, I think that that I needed to be, uh, you know, put in a cage for a while. Consequences and have consequences mm. and to 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 hit bottom. Yeah, and that's what I needed. But even on that side of it, there are still like spots. Have you guys heard of spots? You've, no, nope, no. It's where um, people are supervised when they inject. They, a physician cannot get involved in it. They cannot administer the drug, but they can provide a space where if someone has used, they can go and they can be observed. Okay. We and, have one in mass. Yeah. And, and Narcan is available. And- yes, there's Narcan available. Um, the issue is, again, you know, I, you're, I, you're somewhat treating, you're somewhat treating this, the problem, but okay. not all the way. But here's the point. The point is that with these particular types of situations, there should be a facility. Nobody should be dying in a bathroom. No one should be dying in an alley in the back of a car. Yeah, when you had um, messaged me, you know, I, mm. of course I always, like, look at the people's profiles, mm-hmm. and, and I seen the, the kid in CVS. Oh. This kid is overdosing in a CVS. That was Detroit. In a CVS. Don't they have Narcan behind the counter? Did you see that? Really? Ten minutes. And, and, and ten this minutes. video is ten wow. minutes long. Yeah. And he didn't get Narcan until the ambulance and the EMTs came through the door. And the kid that was with him was like, don't you guys have that stuff here right. to, to give him that, that wakes him up? It was, it was awful. Wow. I it was. Mean, the pharmacist alone, uh, like, wow. they're like, okay, he's got shallow breasts. It's like, oh, hello. And if you listened in on that, the guy was going, it's that heroin. Yeah. And he's yeah. telling them. And they're just nonchalant. They, oh, the guy that was around. videoing, yeah. 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 And, and he was call, He was like doing a play-by-play. He's like, look, they just gave him the Narcan. And watch, watch, watch. And they were, they were picking this kid up, putting him on the stretch. And he was like, boop. 
Yep. Right out of it. Like yeah. jumped right up, stood up. So he was those, like, see, right. it was the heroin. Yeah. So I think we need to start really thinking outside the box and realigning the way we think about things around Now, does, yeah. does Narcan work the same for fentanyl? It, it does work, but it's needed in larger doses. Right. People are saying um, Narcan resistant. Narcan, no, it's, it's, it takes more of the Narcan to rip this stuff off of the receptors and snap you out of it. Okay. Um, and now, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, transdermal um, transmission. None of that. Th- there's procedures for this. You wash your hands, you're going to be okay. Like, if you take the stuff and jam it in your eyeball or up your nose, yeah, you could possibly overdose. Narcan? No, no, no. Fentanyl or carfentanil, anything like that. Because yeah. they're talking about first responders and, oh, if someone had it on their collar, they brushed it, the guy breathed it in, he overdosed. Right. No. People wow, are dying. very scared. Yeah. And by saying these things, you're going to convince someone not to help this person because they're going to be scared that they're going to die if they have it on them. Right. Right. You know, so you're, you're causing a panic that is unnecessary. And, you know, the, the safe injection sites, that is also going to help with transmission of disease. Oh, yeah. It'll hepatitis. C- HIV, AIDS, all, all endocarditis. Things, sepsis, like you're everything. not going to have to suck water out of a toilet. Right. I, I've done puddles. Like I was literally a puddle water shooting junkie. I mean, yeah. it's not anything I'm proud of, but right. it happened. Right. Luckily, I never got sick. I never got caught anything. I don't know how. Grace of God. We'll call it what what you will. Um, but you know, and and I was I was like you as well, like. Safe injection. What you know? Yeah. What these people can just go in there and do whatever they. Well, yeah, because now you're you're overdosing within seconds. Yeah, seconds. Right. So it's it's oh, here, time is precious. Time is what of the I essence. wonder about is you know why if I was a drug addict like I was back in the day, mm-hmm. and I just went down and I picked up a bundle, why would I drive? To a safe injection site. I don't believe I would. Uh, well, I don't, really don't think I would. As a matter of fact, I, I know I would not. I under, yeah, I like I'm sick. That. I need this stuff in oh, me now. Yeah. I, I, I get aggravated because I'm walking. I have to walk all the way to the bathroom in the Shaws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Why they got to put the bathroom all the way in the back? Somebody's in there. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. If when you were sick, if when you were sick, if someone would have said you can call your doctor up and go to the healthcare center or wherever they put them or mm. would put them, would you have done it? Would you have gone there to get something to make you feel better so you wouldn't be sick anymore? Because you guys get really sick. I mean, mm. sick. I know how sick you get. Yeah, uh, that's possible sometimes. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying all the time because right. I know there are always going to be that percentage out there that are going to just do what they want to yeah. do. Yeah. But come on, these are human beings. Nobody on this earth was born saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, get addicted to something and then die." That's right. my goal in life. I don't know anybody that was born that way. Right, right. That is that is for sure okay. uh, true. And and um, anyone who's a human being deserves our, um, you know, understanding, our compassion. Right. You right. know, um, my my problem is, uh, and 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 I don't know, but. I, I'm wary because of the fact that, you know, um, compassion can kill when you're talking about yes. an addict. You coddle True. the addict, you kill the addict. I mean, this is what I've been taught and this is what I've seen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I'm, 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 you know, putting a block up against this and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, of course I want to hear it. I'm here to hear it. Right. Right. And, and you know? no, I want to hear point. from the people yeah. watching as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I would love to hear what you know, people I, think I want about people it. to chime in and, and talk about, you know, what what's your feeling towards this stuff. I feel like I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. You're right. That being, for, for me, like I have a greater understanding for the disease control mm-hmm. side of it. Right. Like it helps reduce HIV, Hep C, all those types of illnesses. Yeah, that's and, definitely good. You know, yes. Um, that's yeah, because they're not leaving dirty needles all over the street. You, right. you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and in a sense, it it's safe for the for the community, not just for who's using. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yep. True. Um, true. There's another. There's another point. Right. And then I'm like you as to where me personally, I'm not waiting. 
Right. When the bag hits my pocket, it's on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Now, I'm not saying That's other right. individuals won't, right? Like, from, from what I read and the little bit of homework I've done, mm-hmm. um, since I knew we were going to be discussing it, there was a disclosed, undisclosed clinic that uh, Nova Recovery had spoken of. And over the course of, like, two years, that they had had over 2,500 injections performed at the site. And they had two overdoses within those 2,500 injections. Overdose well, deaths? Huh? No, deaths. No, deaths. no deaths. No deaths. Just in overdoses. 2,500 injections. Okay. No deaths. And both of them were reversed by Narcan. So, in a sense, it's for the recovery side of it, the only thing that I would think of, it's like literally the lifestyle or like the physical sickness would have to beat me into a state to want to get well. Right? Because like I needed to be in the position of I need to go here. I need to go there. Like I can't go here. I can't go there. Like the, the amount of work that it became to stay high put me in a position to want to get well. Right. right? right so I feel right. like if I yeah. have a safe place to do it, right? Like if I don't lose right. the house and I don't lose anything and I'm still getting high, like I don't have a will to live. Like anyway, trust and believe, that was the hardest job I ever had was right. just trying to stay 100%, straight. 100%. 100%. Hardest work I ever did in my life was mm-hmm. trying to stay wrecked. You know? Well, that's, you know, also I think that that's, that's, that's important for us as people in recovery to provide an attraction uh, uh, to, 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 um, do things like this to let people know that we're living the best lives possible. We're living our best life right. because we yeah. gave up this stuff, and, yeah. and, and there's an attraction there. You right. can not live but, you know, um, not just, you know, strive to be, to be better. You can, you can uh, thrive is the word I'm saying. You can thrive. Yeah. You don't so, just right. – just, stop doing drugs and then be miserable and peter along in your same state no you you get well you get you get uh clear and you start um living a great life you start being happy you start Mm -hmm. changing you know taking the trauma and stop it for stopping it from happening hopefully and and then healing from the trauma that's happened and and becoming happy and understanding you know and and that's that's the side that uh that that we need to um to provide, so to, uh, to show as an example. Right. So James Bradley, James yeah. Bradley, what up, buddy? Um, he commented and said, and it's you know valid. The safe injection sites aren't for people that have vehicles or that get high at their friends' houses. They are for the homeless population and ah. the mass have type of drug user. Right. Oh, really? But also another thing that I just thought of as we're discussing this. There could also be people there to advocate for these people. Exactly. To possibly yeah. get them into treatment. Right. right. You know, see, that's the stuff that I didn't even think about when I hear safe injection site. I don't right. think, oh, uh, maybe someone could help them right. while they're there. Well, I'll you know, tell and, you. And it's true. Like, yep. this, these yes. places aren't for the people that are getting high at home. Or, but or, let's ask you know? how they got there. Right. They started right. somewhere. They probably started somewhere, correct? Right. That's what. That's where I ended up. So homeless, right? right. That's know? always where you end up uh, with my, nothing. My, my last, my last home was a was a motor home. It was an eighty seven stolen blazer. <laughs> you know, so, like, so I, yeah. I certainly understand what where he's coming from and what he's right. saying. However, this is again where I think everybody needs to realign the way they think about this because we have to start somewhere and we have to capture people. And mm. I don't want to capture them when they're homeless. No. Right. I want to get them. I mean, if our early intervention's not working, if in the schools isn't working, if the funding's not working, if the primary care doctor's not working, and we're it's not working, we have medical-assisted treatment, and we've had that for years, okay? Yep. yep. But right. these people get ahead of us. I mean, there are other things around us that get way ahead of us, invent new drugs. I mean, I watched something last week with a drug dealer saying, um, yeah, we, we, we do our heroin, but we shoot... Um, fentanyl into two packets to test them because if someone dies that means it's a good product and everybody will want more yeah sad as that is Uh, and i've been that person right well my yeah so oh they someone overdeed on your shit okay i'll take two right exactly that's what i want to stop because that's where the accidentals come in a lot and those do those those do come in your homes i mean my grandson's mother was found on the bathroom floor yeah. I mean, and it wasn't on purpose. This right. is why. This is why, you know, it's possible that you don't get scared by that because the yeah. will to use is stronger than the will to live. Right. That's right. And everything around your whole life sucks. Yep. And the mm. only thing that's great is that 
30 minutes or whatever after you get high. You know, for yeah, thirty minutes when you're not out. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's it's interesting that you say that because um, through the whole addiction, my son's addiction, all I wanted to do was sleep because mm. that was the only time I felt better and wasn't worrying and wasn't right. thinking a phone call is going to come in. I'm going to be at the police station or something crazy is going to happen. Yeah, um, I can relate. I, I it was a time period when I, I, I thought you know I'll I'll struggle through eight hours a day of sobriety. And then I'll just go into oblivion as hard as I can. Right. And so where does the self-reflection comes in, come in is what I got, you got to get at mm-hmm. almost. I mean, with me, it came to I need to take a step back and really look at the situation. And why? Why would someone want to do that to themselves? Well, there's usually other issues involved, like we spoke of trauma, yes. depression, anxiety, all things that have been stigmatized for so long. And I don't, you know, people say, oh, we have mental health, we have this, we have that. I'm sorry, I don't think it's there yet. I don't think we're oh, there no, yet. Oh, I, no, I, <clears throat> I don't think that this country addresses mental health, health the way it's supposed, it right. should. Right, and that's... Which a lot of people who are addicts and alcoholics suffer from right. a mental health issue. Right. Or like we discussed earlier, we're, we're treating an addiction, but that addiction most likely started due to a trauma. Right. So... You know, whether it... And it doesn't have to be major. You know, it just... It's, we're all traumatized to some degree. Right. And what do you um, lose with trauma? What's the first thing you lose with trauma? What are the first things? Well, I don't know. Self-esteem. And trust. Yeah, trust. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Trust, yeah. Trust, right? trust is huge. Trust is ginormous. And um, <clears throat> with these safe... Injection sites, consumption sites. My hope would be, and this is just my hope, that you can get the right group of people in there that are going to be empathetic, educated, compassionate enough, right. and start to build rapport with people that maybe, maybe that's the way we can get at this issue mm-hmm. is through the mental health side, but noticing that, hey, we're losing lives here. We got to do something. We got to realign the way we're thinking. We got to get out there. We need to engage people, and I mean all people. We don't want them ending up. You know, by BMC down there having yeah. to fight for everything that they have. Yeah. We just don't want that. We can do better for people. And that's why I came to the conclusion that I think this is the right way to go about it because we've tried so many different ways to engage people. We've tried education, we've tried education mm. through the health centers, we've tried it through the hospitals, we've tried so many things and not one way is going to fit every person right and that's the thing the the, the more options we have out there right. the better you know and like i i read just recently that mighty walsh got the permit to rebuild the bridge oh he did yeah. and if i think Fantastic. I, I think that's i think great. it was approved i think good, it was approved news. I hope um so. and if long island reopens there was so many people displaced when that place shut down and it was like all of a sudden like uh, people are getting on the bus to go back to. No, you can't go. What? You can go back there, grab a couple things, right. and then you get to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know people that were out there when all that happened, and you know, for them to reopen that is huge. Hopefully, it happens. Yes, and it's good you news know, because it's technically Boston property, but you have to go to Quin through Quincy to get there. Right. Um, yeah. So there was a little. Back and forth. Back and yeah. forth with all that. Yeah. Um, but I I think the more options that we have, the better we will be able to it, – it's never going to go away. No, never. It's but not. we will be better equipped to treat it and right. maybe help out the situation. I feel like um, a lot of times, too, that people forget the process of getting well, right? Like mm-hmm. – Today, today's generation didn't have the opportunity like we did to get beat down, right? Like drugs and booze beat me into a state of willingness. They don't have that opportunity right. today. You, you right. know what I mean? And it's not like a lot of the kids that I've met, you, you know, that are younger than I am, they don't they don't last on opioids very long. Like no. they're, they're, they're hitting IV quick. Yeah, you, you know. And, so, and, and oh yeah, they hit IV quick, and also they don't have a hustle. Right. They haven't had to really work. Right. Like the age of entitlement. Did I did I take from my family monetarily? No. Right. I went out there and I stole from everybody else. Right. I ripped, I robbed, I ran. I, and you know, I and when I was early in recovery, I, 
I was I was judgmental. I'd be like, "Really? You stole a couple checks? Like you you robbed right, your mom's right. purse? Like racing to the bottom? Yeah, yeah, really? Thinking that I was better than them because I was a bigger piece of right. shit." You know, like honestly, I know it's like a game, honestly, and and, and I know, like, thank God that that's happening, yeah, right, that they don't have to go through all the stuff that that we went through, and you know, we can catch it. Well, the scariest thing is that they're they're overdosing, but they're also having their the the, the stuff that they're doing is way stronger than the stuff I was doing. They're robbed of their bottom, they never reach the opportunity to point, like, hey, I don't want to live like this anymore. They die before they ever get there, right? You know, so when you come from the aspect of, I feel like a lot of times when people look at safe injection sites, they try to think of it as a point of like relapse prevention, and in reality, it just gives them an opportunity of a place to do what they're going to do anyway, right? Right, and then have them in a position to say, all right. Like, I'm tired of this. If they reach that point there, obviously, I didn't do it. I don't know. And I've never actually talked to an individual who's went to one. So, it, you know, in my mind, right, like if I was going to somewhere every day that allowed me to do it, that it would take, I feel like, a longer time for me to want to get well. Well, right? that's, that's, that's my alive. first. That's my so first. Uh, I see the <laughs> counterpoint in it, right? But it's kind of like decriminalizing thought. drugs, right? Well, like people are going to buy drugs. People are going to sell drugs. People are going to move drugs. Drugs are going to consistently get trafficked as long as it has value, right? Mm-hmm. Like decriminalizing drugs doesn't help the drug epidemic. It helps remove the criminal activity surrounding it. Right. right? So, like, and, and maybe lowers. will help the, the jail population, which I don't think some people want that helped. Right, you know right. What I mean? They want to keep the jail population high. It's, <clears throat> right. it's a, yeah. They call I mean, it the the the. They're privatized. Prison they're all, industrial right. complex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if they don't have people in their cells, they ain't getting paid. Right. Well, why right. do people do high risk behavior? Because it pays. Mm-hmm. Right, like why do people traffic drugs? Because it pays. Why do people traffic drugs? Because it pays. You, you know what I mean? It's risky. It's value. It's dangerous. So we got to mm-hmm. put a high value on it. Somebody's going to do it if it pays enough. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So when you remove They'll the do it till they get caught. to be there, why am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? That's right. the way I look at it. Right, like. I sold drugs to feed a habit, right? But I met plenty of individuals that didn't do drugs and sold drugs because they like making money. Yeah, you, you yeah. know what I mean. So it's I feel like when people think yeah. if you decriminalize drugs, like it's going to put a positive spin on drugs, like that's not the case. It's trying to remove the criminal aspect around it, right? Right. right. Like it's not a direct attack on drugs. It's, it's to lower the criminal violence that occurs, the shootings and the gun trafficking and yeah. everything that comes involved with that, right. right? And I feel like the safe injection sites are kind of the same, a similar move. Right, like it's not a direct blast; it's kind of an attack on the flank. Right, yeah, like we yeah, crack yeah. up and so, give them a place to be ready for that, while helping the community in the point of controlling disease and the clean needle exchanges. And it's not about mm. them getting sober in that moment; it's preparing them for when they're in a position to do so. I agree right. with you. Right, right. So, yeah. like, I see the I see the logic behind. Yeah, that. I, I agree with you, but I don't know. It, What's it, up, Mike? Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we have let this get so far out of hand with this epidemic, and no, I'm not pointing fingers or anything, but we are at a critical place right now, whereas all the things that had been tried for years, the outreach, the, you know, the things that, they were good programs. I mean, they were right. supposed to be good programs. They were well-intentioned programs. They were out there to help people, but let's face it. The cartels, whoever it may be, the drug dealers, they're way ahead of us. They're always one step ahead of making that money, right? Mm. So we not, we need to open up our minds again and start being a little more of a risk taker ourselves, I think. And looking at these things, and if you go and you look at Portugal, has anybody looked at Portugal? Yes, they they decriminalized I heard um, about it. Yeah. All, all substances. All substances, and there. it's definitely helped them. It has, and uh, hopefully mm. I'll be going there the summer to, to look at that mm. but uh, like in canada 35 percent reduction right off the reduction bat. in in what deaths in deaths yes there's money saved i mean for for every dollar spent there's another dollar saved now now what's what's the deal with canada what what have they done they have put in their in british columbia there are safe injection sites mm-hmm. um there is a booth that you go to you sit down and you can you go go online and you can see it um it's a booth you sit down to they test the drugs which that is perhaps another thing we need to really talk about in the state of Massachusetts is more money for testing of these drugs. Because if they test the drug and it's got fentanyl in it, they may want to shoot it up, they may not. But at least you know what you're going into and the, yeah. the people around you are going to know what you're going See, into. I'm going to be that guy like, how much you need of this to test it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might need that. You know, uh, that's that's it, just how I was. Here's the thing. Um, you know, uh, 
Opiate addiction to me, in my mind, is chemical slavery. Mm. Yes. And it takes away the, uh, the, the actual true essence of the person. Yep. During the daily use, the true essence is suppressed. Mm. You're just a slave. You're a, you're a, you're a drug-seeking slave. And um, I, I, I would hate to see that we make it, you know, safe for peop- more and more people to become that. That's a great point. That's, 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 that's what that's I a, fear about. That was it. my fear, too. Mm. That honestly was my fear when I first thought so, about this. So basically you're saying that it could potentially create more? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a possibility. The Absolutely. Re- the reason you get into recovery is because all cards read zero. Right. right. All cards read zero. You're afraid you're mm. going to die. You're going to lose your house, your wife, your kids. You're going to, mm. you know, your husband. You're going to lo- gonna go to jail. You're going to blah, blah, blah. If all those things are taken away, like, oh, go ahead. Then you're talking about uh, people who are just, uh, they're just not there. Their health is going to deteriorate over yeah. years. It's going to take them a long time to die, and they're, they're just not there. It's not them. So, so like Derek was saying, the, you, you're raising their bottoms. Yeah, raising their or, bottoms. Or, or you're just removing it altogether. You're removing their bottoms altogether, and yeah. then there's no reason to get sober. Mm. I'd like but, to think that everybody, I mean, and if you could show them a way, I mean, I, I do recognize there are some people that, that they just don't care. There are also some people that have a perceived recognition that their life is over at a very young age. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're never going to go anywhere. Right. Um, they're never going to be able to support themselves. And what comes to mind right now are like teenage moms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about women a little bit. Teenage moms who have babies who are addicted. That's a hard thing to see your way through. It's hard enough when you mm. just one person raising a child straight, much less. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Addicted, and then so there's all that. the problems that come along right, with that. Right. So how do you capture those people? Is like where I came to. Is how do you capture all these other people? Because I truly believe that it's a small percentage that will continue to live their lives horribly, in my opinion, because you're killing yourself. Right. Um, yeah. And not want some help because I think if you can show somebody a better way, why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you like well, take my hand and go come live with me or come you know let me help you? That's very that's very possible. But I know that one of the things that keeps me sober um, is that I have a great respect for the absolute devastating power that that drug had over me. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and uh, how long I tried for seven years to get sober, and I would get a month, and I would get two weeks, I would get a day, I would swear off it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, <clears throat> you know, I I shot heroin altogether for ten years. Seven of those, I was doing it against my own will. Right, off mm-hmm. and on. Right, because you because you had to. You were sick, I, or I was or, sick, or, yeah. or I just couldn't control myself. Right. right, I knew, I knew it was terrible for me. I knew that 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 I didn't want to disappoint all sorts of people. I knew that I should not do this. There's so many other things in life. I wanted, I still had you know dreams of being a uh, musician or whatever. There was just so many things. All, none of my good friends did it. You know mm. what I mean? It was a whole other world, and I was right. trapped in it, right. and I was in a cycle, and it was just, it was just evil after evil after evil, and and uh, and and that's the point. Is I had this, I now have this fe- healthy fear or or great respect for the fact that I cannot stop once I get into that cycle. But mm-hmm. what if someone would have got you had been there at that three year mark and you wouldn't have had to go those other seven years doing that and showed you a better way? Do you think it there would have, were, I mean it's hard to say hindsight, you never know. There were lots of people. There were lots of people and I and I would get it in my head and I would duck and dodge and I would sneak mm-hmm. out and I would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but it's it's it, it it's uh I think it has to do with the, with not knowing the real reasons behind why I was doing it. Right. You know, when you're talking about the trauma, I mean, there's mm. there's there's you have to have a strong attraction. I think, you know, in addition to uh, maybe stopping people from dying, I can right. understand that mm-hmm. because right. there's nothing happens right. 
after that. You die, right. you're, d- you're done. So, so basically, it's. I mean, it's. It would be just another tool in our belt, exactly, um, to yeah. facilitate um, a reduction in deaths. illness, deaths, um, possible recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you never know. Someone might go in there, and and you know, there's actually someone in there that they can talk to, and you know, like yeah. well, have think- have some type of breakdown, breakthrough. What you know, I I didn't know anything about recovery. I didn't know like the only time I heard the term halfway house was from a guy that I was selling heroin. Mm. I'm in a halfway house and I'm selling the guy heroin. That's how much mm-hmm. I knew. Right. I didn't know. Right. You know, I and I end up going to jail and this is where I find a twelve step fellowship was in jail. Right. Well, you know, I, well I thank God that they're in there. Happened. Thank right. God. Thank right. you, God, that they were in there for me. I, so that I could get on this path, I am I am completely still, one hundred percent open to to whatever works. Yeah, right. but but mm. I do have one opinion that is very strong: is that we need to have a attraction to uh, you know to give the example of of a sober life that's that's compelling. Mm-hmm. Abs- yes, you know, absolutely. You can't right. have it have it. Be like, yeah, well, you, you know, you just might, stop doing this, yeah, then everything will be okay. Yeah, right. We, you need examples of examples of, and, of that, and someone there to in hand in hand with these sites. If you're going to have these sites, you got to have somebody there who's going to talk to them. Oh, you know, or, or absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, See, I haven't done. I haven't done any research. I think I think there needs to be comprehensive wraparound. Mm, I don't. Yeah. Think, I'm not for just going in there and shooting up and just saying that's it. I want someone in there that can build a rapport with them. Yeah. That is that can that has, once that rapport is established, you start to know a person. Right. You can kind of see which way they're going to go, and then get them in the right direction with the right people that can show them a better way of living. And, and they're doing that now with the recovery coaching. Like if you overdose, right. you go to the ER. Someone's coming to talk to you, right? Which is huge. And yes. Jersey, which is huge. And they could say, "Piss off! I'm out of here." That's well, entirely their their right. Um, but also. You know, resources available to them. Yeah, now the resources is available. Well, and, people, and, and even the police. Right. The police exactly. are saying, exactly. sending someone, hey, how, how are you doing after what happened the other night? Right. Without any threat of they're going to get arrested, you know? Right. You know what? When my son, when, um, that's a really good point. My son, when, he, when I was at my wit's end with him, it was a police officer who was experiencing something in our town who said to me, your best bet is to do X, Y, and Z the next day. We're not going to prosecute. But you know what? Back then, mm. all they wanted to do was prosecute. We're just and, now getting around to them and, and saying yeah, this. Like the, the yeah. Good Samaritan Act, who yeah. a lot of people don't even know is a thing. Like there, There is some particulars to it. Like you can't have warrants and stuff well, like that. Yeah. Like right. fair to say, if you stay with your buddy that's overdosing and you have a bunch of warrants, you're going to get arrested. Right. But-, but on a separate issue. Oh, not yeah, that. exactly. Not on what's happening right. at, at at the time. Right. Um, but there was a friend. I this, that happened to me. Yeah. People, and I they I, I relapsed. Scaring people. I was out. I, I moved to Seattle, and I was out there for six months before I relapsed one time. That was a. I wasn't sober. I was drinking my face off, but I was. I wasn't, didn't do any any dope, and uh, I was walking downtown Seattle, and I saw this kid. You know, I could tell he was high. On heroin, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, let's go in on something. And he's, uh, but evidently he wasn't high on heroin. He was high on Klonopins, which makes the eye look the same. Yeah. And so we got something. We went back to my house. We did it. All of a sudden, he's going out. Yeah, because of the Klonopin. I grabbed him. You got to go. I grabbed him, pulled him out of my apartment. Yeah. And I brought him down to the, uh, to the, um, the store, uh, down the street. And, uh, and I go in there and I'm buying him a cup of coffee and I'm talking to the guy behind the counter. He calls a, he calls the ambulance mm. and I stay with him. I'm smacking him in the face. I'm trying to get him to drink the coffee. And I heard the ambulance like right around the corner. But then I was out. Bolted. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. bolted out of there yeah. as soon as I heard that because I, w- I didn't want to get arrested. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I actually made an amends to a kid because he was I had I didn't know that he was eating a bunch of benzos because he was sick. Mm. And I end up getting him something. He does it instantly this kid's out yeah 
I have my son in the house. I got DCF in my life already. His girlfriend goes to grab the phone to call 911. I'm like, not from here. I rip the phone out of the wall. I take him. I throw him over my shoulder, blue, and I go downstairs. You, you, this can't happen in my apartment. You know what I mean? Right. Selfish, self-centered, like even yeah. with someone's life on the line. Right. Yep. You well, know? That's why you need um, buy-in from all and, sides. And I've, I've made, you know, I've since made an amends to that kid yeah. about that. Uh, you know, like if, if you're there and someone's overdosing, like don't leave them. Help them. You know, Narcan, you can get it in a lot of places. A lot of times it's free. You can still get it from CVS right. for short money. Um, and, and I've actually seen that. Addicts are actually going in and buying Narcan so that they can have it with them just in case. Yeah. Dude, which we, there was huge. This, I'm sorry. I just uh, it just came over me that this kid Saint. I don't even know his his name. Saint. He used to call him Saint. It was his Saint somebody. It was his last name. I think mm. he saved my life. Mm. We went. Uh, he's a teamster. If you're out there, give us a call. I don't mm. know what's going on with you, but. He's a teamster. I went and uh, I was working with the teamsters setting up the um, the the car show. Yeah, and I hadn't done anything in in a month, no tolerance. So I jump in his car. We went to Brockton. I hit. We I turned blue instantly. He brought me to the hospital. He brought me to Brockton Hospital. Right. He said, "Just tell him." When I woke up, I was woke up. They were pulling me out of the car and whatever. He said, "Just tell him you took a pill somewhere. You don't know where you, what it was." And he saved my life. Right. I'd be dead. This wouldn't be happening. Right. right. If he didn't, if he like, didn't say, oh, I'm going to take him off. He could have just, you know, went around the other side, opened the car door on the yep. street. That would have been the end of me. Right. 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 I have met a lot of mothers. Um, they've had very similar experiences, like you said, but not with someone, unfortunately, that no one saved them. They were either found in a park, like yeah, a um, park. Uh, f- a friend of mine. um passed away luke leonard that uh you know he they don't know what happened they found him in his vehicle in a parking lot you know nothing around nothing you know you just Uh, don't know crazy and you had also talked about what was the care act yeah the care act did you guys know about the care act you do uh no (laughs) okay um our uh enlighten us warner our State Warner, you know. Oh yeah, Warren. Um, Warren. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Warren. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth is that her name? Warren has oh, introduced Elizabeth it. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And it's funding, and it's funding for the Care Act. Right now, it's it's to provide um, comprehensive care to people who have opiate addictions. And it's supposed to increase the amount of dollars that's going to the states, to the counties, to the cities. Because I don't know about mm. you guys, but what I've found in the state of Massachusetts is North Side, West Side, South Side, Southeast. Mm-hmm. We get forgot a lot. We do. We're always we always seem to be the worst, and then the funding doesn't come and get us yeah. like it should. Mm-hmm. Okay, S- southeast, southeast, southeastern Massachusetts. Mass? Yeah. Okay. And what I have found is that funding will pop up in a lot of places, but sometimes not the the be- the the places that are the worst. Does that make any sense yeah. to you guys? Yeah. So I know that BMC did get a very large grant mm-hmm. for research it's like 97 million dollars wow. but it was for a study or research right. like hopefully that goes towards like right <clears throat> helping research so yes. i looked at some numbers was, today about I forget, that eight eight hospitals in the country or something like that 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 got this grant and bmc was one of them there's a grant but there's there's money in the pipeline that's that's out there right now what i wanted to really say to you guys is Right now, that that CARE Act has not been completely pushed through. It is stuck in committee in New Jersey. Okay, we need people to start saying we need this money. I mean, twenty billion. I don't think that's asking. It sounds like a lot of money, right? right? But when you look at healthcare, you know how much it costs. A million dollars is one case. Yeah, easy. Right. Easy. So we need the funding, and there are things out there that are in play that I'm going to ask people that if you're addicted or if you know someone who's addicted, look at your state and look at your statistics. Look at what the funding is. And like you said, it gets split between many different divisions. Right. There's research, there's treatment, there's uh, advocacy, there's physician um, reimbursement, all kinds of things. I think there's 10 different things wrapped into this that needs to be looked at. Mm. And we need to start pushing people to push this through our governments. 
I hate to bring up politics, but that's just yeah part I mean, of what's, what what we're yeah. living in. Guys. Unfortunately, it, it and is healthcare political. is politics. No, make no doubt about mm. it. No doubt about it. Your mm. healthcare that you receive, there's a lot of people behind that pushing it at a really top level to get things funded. So yeah, I mean, and, you don't and, want and to it be goes, forgotten. It goes to to pharmaceutical companies yes. like lobbyists. It, everybody's yeah. in the mix. It's, it's yeah, it's horrible. Well, I, I, I <laughs> <coughs> well, it's clear, right, that the war on drugs and the guillotine style way of treatment has failed. Right, mm-hmm. right, and it's not getting better. Right, but no. that's true. I have to agree with that. From somewhere like where there's an eighty, if last time I checked, it, it could have changed. But um, I'm from somewhere there's an eighty-seven percent conviction rate. Wow! Right, like you go to court where I'm from, but you're going down a road. You're getting booked. Mm. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's constant in, out, in, out, in, out. It's a repeat system. And in reality, if you ask me, being somebody who's been in this system, mm-hmm. it's not a system designed for you to win. Right, right. <laughs> that was my experience. You, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I did everything that was asked of me to the letter, to the T. I was, you know, working through the book. You know, I was trying to live right, and, yeah. you, you know, things went the way that they should. But, like, it was outstandingly difficult, like, beyond what I would have cared to deal with, which obviously, I mean, yeah, it's me. I don't want to deal with nothing, right? right. <laughs> I'm yeah. an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah. like, I don't like indifference. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's like, they make it hard on so, you. Well, it's like, yeah, there, you, you know, like, fortunately, where I was able to get all my stuff switched up here, you know, there was a lot more moderation to work with, you, you know, um, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit more tolerance, right? Like, I remember I was, I don't know, like a year or so, I was on, I was on probation for two years, supervised, and um, I was at the point, like, one violation, like, four years. See you later, buddy. That's, you, you know that's what I mean? Exactly I, had no, I had no headway for nothing, and um, I remember I was going to IOP, I was in active treatment, I was going through the book, I was doing the whole deal, you know what I mean, like living everything right, all the fines were paid off, you know what I mean, like didn't have anything, but everything was taken care of, you know what I mean, and I remember I missed a UA, because I simply forgot. What, what's, a, what's a UA? Urine analysis. Okay. Right, I missed the urine analysis with the probation officer, and of course they called, hey, you forgot to show up today, I, that's completely my fault, you, you know, it's on me, mm. I can come right now, like, I swear I'm clean, right? Like instantly fear dominated me. Oh yeah. Like, like in that moment, it said, well, we have Senate review for violation. I'm like, Oh, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? Everything's paid. I'm doing everything right. You know what I mean? Like, right. There was no headway. And you know, fortunately it worked out. They were like, listen, we'll, we'll let this slide, but do not let this happen again. Right. You, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm kind of like you, like it, it was good that I had those measures in place. You know what I mean? Like some of those awaiting consequences, if I were to make a decision to go back out, you, you know, but at the same time, in reality, if I didn't have the honest desire, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I didn't care about the consequences. It wouldn't have made no difference. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right. And I don't, I don't trust in government to have any sort of compassion for the individual. Mm. No, I, I really don't. That's fair. That, that's 100% very fair. fair. Um, and, and you think on on that level as well, right? Like everything comes down to money, ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah. You know, fortunately, the people working on the ground who who have heart and compassion and real love and real that's, desire to be used right. to people, you, you know what I mean. That's kind of where I'm, I am for the safe injection sites. I'm not against them, you, you know, because the way I look at it is, it's not really even necessarily about a uh, pathway to recovery, but uh, preventing death, right? And because, like you said, if they die, it doesn't matter, right? Like, right. they don't have an opportunity yeah. at all. You, you know There's what no mean? opportunity so, after you die. Exactly, right? So, like, it's, in a sense, just to keep them alive longer, right, to possibly get to the opportunity to do that, just like medically assisted recovery. And i tell you why. So I was, like, really firm for a long time, right, which, I mean, I've only been sober. I'd be, you know, God willing, I'll be sober three years in September. Um, but so for almost – all of my recovery, I was very firm against it. And I'm not against medical assisted recovery. Do not take it that way. I'm fully 100% for it. I've seen people get well through it. keeps them alive. I don't care. You, you know, like, just because I'm abstinent and I have that success, the fact that you're not in a trench somewhere shooting dope mm-hmm. and you're able to talk to your mother and pay your bills and, and live a life of any sort at all, you, you know, is an incredible and your thing. your kids will have a... A father, a right. mother, exactly. Still like there you're available, you. you're there, right? right. And yes. so my experience was like, so me personally, being someone who had an experience as a result through twelve step fellowships, I wouldn't take anyone through the twelve step experience who was on that type of pathway, 
right? right. Because I was taught that this is, you know, the form of abstinence and that that's what was required. Now, a kid about a year ago asked me if I would take him through the process. And, uh, you know, of course, I asked him if that's what he was doing. And he said yes. And I told him, well, me personally, you know, not saying somebody else won't, but I won't. I won't take you through there. Now, if you want to, you know, you make a decision to taper off or something of the sort, we can have a different conversation. And I'll help you any way I can up until that point changes, right? So obviously, like, you know, that conversation ended and we didn't talk afterward much and he got somebody and he went through the book right and he come up to me last night i you know i'd seen this kid every day for like the last year and he said hey man i just want to let you know that i'm three weeks off methadone i was like that's sick dude that is awesome it's absolutely incredible i was so pumped man i was like so happy for this kid mm. because he's a good shit and you, you know he said uh, and i asked him i said now he like he was talking about how he feels much more connected to his higher power and god as he understands him now yeah. that he's off the methadone you know and i was like so now do you see why i didn't want to possibly cheat you of that experience you, yeah. you know at the time he said yeah he said but to be honest with you if i wouldn't have went through the book while doing it i don't know if i would have had the foundation to come off of it and it kind of mm. shut me up yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, it's who like, knows, who, who the fuck am different, I, dude? Different, you know what I mean? Right? Totally. Just check me up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right. So now here's an actual success case, which I hadn't really met. You know what right. I mean? Most individuals that I had met, like, had tried both, you, you know, didn't really work. Like, I'm a huge fan of Subulex, right? Like, the, the injectionable mm-hmm. buprenorphine. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. Oh, man. so that lasts like a month or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so they like, don't. And that's, see, that's the thing that, that I have an issue with. You're handing a drug addict a whole bunch of drugs. Right. Yeah. Like the methadone, you have to get up. It's a fuck. Listen, right. that's a process. Right. And I didn't want to be on it any longer than I was. Right. You know, luckily I was a self-pay. I got I got right. on it. I got off it. Right. Um, but like, you know, that point that you made, like, who the fuck am I to who say you can't I have to? a connection? With with some type of high right. power. Now, I'm not advocating that. Like I know that's like right. super controversial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But like here I was, like here's an individual, like I refuse to help you because of an opinion that I had, and now here I am, here mm. you are with me saying you, if I was But you didn't refuse you could, to help him. Well, you refused to I wouldn't take, take him, him through. Right. 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 And so because that's what I had thought, right? Like you can't have an experience due to the mm-hmm. intoxication feeling that you're experiencing. Like, that's wow. And now here he comes up, like if I wouldn't have went through the book while doing this, I don't know if I would have had the foundation. Yeah, because he 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 yeah, you know, what he mean? could have felt the feeling that he didn't right. like, and he would have wanted to go and do something. Right now, to my understanding, he is not. He has waited up until he was fully off to sponsor any individuals. You know what I mean? To take mm-hmm. them through the process, which is a thought. I was like, all right, well, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Because now you can say, you know, you're fully abstinent, but I don't know, man. Like it really just checked my entire yeah. point of view because it's like here and, I am, and we need some. We need that shit. Because you know it's like, I mean? who am yeah, I, dude? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's really like how it hit me in the face. That's true. We can't we can't use absolutes and say no. we know everything. Right. No, because here I was, you yeah. know, like I'm not taking you through the process because you know you're not abstinent, and it's like now here this kid comes. It's, well, I'm three weeks well, off the methadone. If I wouldn't went through the book while being on medically assisted recovery, I don't know if I would have come off of medically right. assisted recovery. I might have stayed on. We have you know? no yeah. monopoly on this. It's it, dude. You know what I right. mean? And so I there's don't know. so many like, so many pathways now, and and like I was. I was so rigid because that's what I was yeah. taught. You have to do this. You have to do that. You can't be here if you're doing this. You can't be here right. if you're doing right. that. Blah, 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 blah. You know? But right. now, there's, there's so many different ways. Right. Yep. I don't give a shit how you get it. Just get, get it. it. That's it. Just that's get it. it. Right. We just um, want people to be healthy. Yeah. To be alive. To and, like, that's be being present. healthy and alive is good. But there's so much more that there they is. can have right. Right. if they do these things but we're the way they're now. intended. Right. When I feel like a lot of times, too, right, like I forgot when I would like talk to these individuals about the experiences that I had along the way to get to a point to be willing to work steps, right? Like I needed to be in and out of treatment. I needed to try medically assisted recovery. Mm-hmm. I needed to try all these experiences for me to learn that those aren't working for me. You, you mm. know what I mean? Yep. I, had to, right. I had to have that experience. If yep, I wouldn't have had too. that experience, I wouldn't have been in a position to be like, you know what? This is the only route. Right. You, you know right. what I mean? So it's like, who am I to say like where you are on your journey in it? You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if it's your time to get off now, then it's your time. And if not, then that, that'll be the path that travels. Who am mm-hmm. I to determine what is and what ain't other than to be here, to be helpful, right? And I heard that I was the same way as a Nazi, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nazism. Uh, this is the only way. We have one way. There yeah, is yeah, one yeah. solution. You know what I mean? And then um, a really good friend of mine, and I heard him sp- speak one time that if it's not loving and it's not tolerant, it's not Alcoholics Anonymous, you, you know, and it shut mm-hmm. me up, right? Like, who am I, dude? Mm, yeah, right? right. He says, we have a way 
not the way, right? right. There is yeah. a solution, not the only solution. You, you know what I mean? So it's True. like all these other pathways, in a sense, right? Like just like safe injection sites, in my opinion, is just another path, another selection for them to be like, all right, like this didn't work. Right. right. You know what right. I mean? Or it did work. And, Either and, or, like it's not a bad well, result. Well, let's give them an opportunity, you know I mean? though, to like even walk through the door, though. Right. I mean, right. I guess that's where I'm coming from is after all of this and my son who's in recovery – I went through every. He started when he was like fifteen, maybe. Mm. That's a young age to start doing all this crap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a whole bunch of issues that go with it. You know, your brain developing and other things. But yep, yep. I couldn't catch him. I could not get him. Mm. I, it didn't matter how many times I sectioned him. It didn't matter how many times I was paying a lawyer to like get him off on a charge. It didn't mm. matter what I did. It just didn't work, you know, for a right. long, 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 long time. And I, I want, I sometimes wish that if someone would have been there with me and said, there's this place you can go. At least you'll know he's safe. At least you can sleep at night, right. you know. And we'll try. We'll work with him. We'll work with him and see where mm. he's at and try to get him into some yeah. sort of recovery. Maybe we could have captured it then. He wouldn't have gone through all the crap he went through. Our family wouldn't have and many other families wouldn't have. And I, I want that opportunity out there for other people. Yeah. Like like you said, you know John and Stephanie from yeah. no first time. Like, I think that that's awesome that they're in the middle schools. I do, you too. Know? They're the high cool. school's too fucking late. I think it's, so too too. Late. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It is. Too it late. is. <laughs> they're, they're already doing late. everything yeah. they ain't supposed to do. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, middle school, elementary school, like, the kids are growing up fast and they're smart and they like they're exposed to well, things technology. through yeah through social media that they shouldn't be exposed to right. Right. but so if 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 that's going to happen then we need to start this shit earlier right. i agree you know? right. i agree i mean i i'm all for bringing it into the even like grade school yeah like yeah fifth grade like what happens fourth, if you find grade, mommy right? or daddy like this right what do you right. do what do you do you know right who do you call right i i believe in all that i um, do too yeah, I've, so, I've I raised my son to know uh, about it for, from very young. I yeah. did my son too, and look where he, I mean, seriously. I know you were you were in the healthcare field, right? I mean, I used to talk to him about when I was in Chicago going into the projects. I would tell him about it all the time. Oh, mm, I was in yeah. this project or that project, and he and he for some reason in his little brain, and I say that respectfully, um, he thought that that was cool going into the projects and it came you know during that yeah that and that can be another draw it was a whole nother draw so you try you educate you do the best that you can Mm. but sometimes peer pressure and different things or just that yeah curiosity is all it takes yeah and then we're just on this journey now trying to figure out how do we fix this right well, that's kind of where I was getting at with the decriminalization factor. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Because it removes all that. It's not right. like I'm doing this stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Like, I'm not yeah, doing that. what cool kids are doing because cool right. kids are doing shit they shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of pulls the whole factor away because it's normalized, just like drinking, which right. is already normalized. You, right. you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, obviously, all of us here know, or at least, you know, the fact that me as a drug addict was looked at much differently. Than an alcoholic on yeah. a societal oh, level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not right. who's to say in the long run that it wouldn't be as equal? You, right. you know what I mean? And then the problem's just a problem. It's not that one's worse off than the less, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if Uncle Joey drinks for 40 years, nobody really minds as long as he's not an asshole or doesn't touch a kid. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no true one cares. Fact. They true don't. That's true. He, he's, yeah, he's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. But if I'm over here shooting dope in a ditch because I can't stop, well, he's a junky piece of shit. Deserves right. A exactly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. The, the, the war on drugs and that guillotine style of treatment has created that. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it right. created that indifference. So it's like, I don't know what we should do, you know what I mean? But I know what ain't working. I think it takes <laughs> opening up our minds at least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 100%. It's, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of things. And that goes in this country with a lot of things, yeah. not just addiction. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, we could we could go on for hours and we're but, over an hour yeah, already we're now. we're over an hour so, already. So. so is there anything that you want to plug or anything that you just want to throw out there? Please Any- look at the CARE Act and um, if you – it's a resource. It's out there. It's been it's been in committee since I want to say sixteen. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's 100 percent correct, so don't quote me. But it's out there. It's public knowledge. Look at it. Look at the statistics. Look at how. So it's for funding. Yes, for how for, to states. Okay. And how Sorry. how it can impact what we're doing already. I mean, there's opportunity, but we got to get it out of bill, and the bill's mm. stuck in New Jersey. So Frank Pallone, get it out. Right. All right. All right. Like, subscribe, share, lolterms.com. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, 
if Thanks, anybody man. if anybody wants to come on Appreciate the podcast it. or needs help or is looking for resources or just wants to chat whatever hit us up um yeah on this yeah. page on our personal pages we will you know here for anybody we're here anything. we're here for for everybody um thank you so much Jeff. and it doesn't have to be uh, addiction Thanks. it can be whatever all right peace all right. Thanks, thanks for right. listening everybody peace I'm